everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. Oh my God, you know what I thought she was about to say? What? I thought she was about to do the, my name is Sabrina, and I'm a young black man. I should have. I'm a young black man, <laughs> doing all that I can. <laughs> I'm a young black man. Singing his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> doing all that I can. Yeah, doing all that I can. <laughs> Lord, I just wanna leave. Uh, so, so I really Shout thought that I thought that was Madonna's son for so long. <laughs> But Madonna's son was the one who was clacking around to the microphone. <laughs> I missed that moment. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> he he said, said, all I want to say is that they don't really care about us. And it was the double. <laughs> I never forget the tweet. Him jumping up and down, dancing around. And someone was like, his neighbor's downstairs right mad as shit. Imagine that. Yeah. This lanky-ass nigger. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, like, that... I'm sorry. Why did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yes, it is. I'm coming. Oh, I thought you were about to say that. people saying stuff like that. I'm like, what? No. It's not uncommon. Yo, I really want that clip. It's not uncommon. No, what the fuck? Oh, shit. No, I don't. Uh, this is what I was gonna say. I don't like when people get upset and then start to do interpretive dance to express <laughs> Dude, themselves. Like that shit is like, come on. The thing is, I you don't like do... when people use art forms to like to like show their frustration. <laughs> My thing is, you could do it, but don't show me. <laughs> do what that you got to do privately to get by. As soon as you turn the camera on, then I got a problem with but it. Also, it don't seem real. The dance moves. It's never people that can really fuck it up. It's yeah. always people that's like, huh? Much as I hate it, is if you tell. Chris Brown an angry dance a fucking tear probably come out your eye cause he probably will fuck it up exactly but like but like I feel like it's always people that dance like Julia Stiles and say the last dance I can do that shit like honestly honestly like oh damn God. same thing with like singing it'd be it's, it's rare where people like get up and be like hey I dedicate this song soon as I hear that like I, I, I exit out they be like Chain, chain, chain. They're like, chain a fool. <laughs> no, you know what song they always sing? I was born by the river. River, river. I was born by the river. I was shaking that ass. ass. Bending over Papa Pussy. I was making it class. A classic. Wow. I really. Mm. Now, or they be like, with my head hanging down. And no wonder. <laughs> Who's loving you? Oh, another song people sing when it's a tragedy. <laughs> oh my fucking god, I hate this and song. And I rise <laughs> up, I like the earth, and I rise up. <laughs> you know, when I worked at the camp, the kids had to sing. They had, Child, they had to please. sing to that. And they fucking suck. I'm sorry, I love kids, but the kids fucking suck. Yeah, sometimes when they kids did. perform, I'm like, I'm sorry. They was like, I ooh, I ooh, I ooh, I ooh, I ooh. <laughs> I was oh like, we never make it out the hood, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
That's terrible. But you know what? Kids, they suck sometimes. <laughs> Normalize that. Normalize when kids are like, like their drawings don't look like what they think, what they, what it is. <laughs> That's just it. Like sometimes you like, oh my God, you drew a bean pole. <laughs> They're like, no, it's a Christmas tree. Oh, right. I could tell by nothing at all. It doesn't look like that. Um, so how you been? I've how you been? I have been reflecting. I have Child. been rejecting. I have been accepting. <laughs> that's a, that's a, like, reflecting, rejecting, accepting. That's a that is so funny. That's I'm, I'm about to urge to smack this shit out of the back of Eric's head. Yo, what, if, he, what if you did it and then he turned around and slapped you back? <laughs> did y'all both start laughing? I'm like, huh? <laughs> that we probably would though. I know. That's why I'd be like, huh? <laughs> we be live on ear, they just hear all this bumping and shit. <laughs> like, clack, clack. Yo, what's that song? Never mind. I'm about to ask you a Kendrick Lamar lyric. Er- yeah, I- I'm the wrong Eric. What's that? It's a Kendrick Lamar verse. He bet look inside of your soul. He bet look inside of your soul. And- like something. No, he, thank you. <laughs> he said, that's how I felt like you was doing when you said you was reflecting and injecting. And I do feel like that. Like, look inside of your soul. It was a Poetic Justice remix, but I just can't it's think of it. Art. That nigga sound like fucking Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not apologizing for that. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm standing in it. Jesus Christ, that's so funny. <laughs> you get one apology like, per episode. <laughs> just, I'm just not doing this. I'm not. Um, How have I been feeling? Yeah, that's <laughs> the same. The same as you. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I felt like you fucked with it. Yeah. That's my Co- copy, paste. <laughs> that's my answer. Um, So, <laughs> Fade 4 this week. I pay for Bermuda, this Bahama, week. come on, pretty mama. Wow. The fate for this week is um holiday getaways. Like, if we could just spend our holiday anywhere, where would it be? So, <laughs> I'm going to start mine off with, I would love to go to, honestly, any, like, ski slope in Utah I, mm. I, I talked about Utah a lot. Um, I know this is very pleasing to Ryan. I really enjoyed myself when I went. I loved it. I love rocks. I love mountains. Um, <laughs> Not rocks. My fucking jam. I took some rocks with me from one of the national parks we went to. Um, but so um, I would like to go to uh, it's the Alta. Uh, Alta, I think that's how you pronounce it. Ski slopes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just picture myself wearing... Like a uh, Chanel, uh, like snowsuit, the headband, <laughs> the big glasses. I'm just honestly, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm there for the glamour. Me I'm too. Ne- I'm there for I'm, the photos. I might. Baby, I ain't going down no slope. <laughs> I might go down the slope. I might. Um, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't, but I'm definitely there for the glamour. No. I'm there for relaxing. But I, I might go down the slope because I like to get a little cr- like yeah, you definitely are more adventurous than me. I, so I, lo- I love like you know doing stuff like that. So the next place is Iceland Blue Lagoon, Ooh. where like people be it look like that big like pool like yeah, I've type seen that thing. Before. 
um, simply stunning. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I feel like great photo ops. Again, I love rocks. Um, <laughs> bunch of them there. Um, <laughs> I would love to go there. Um, the third place is, I mean, allegedly, I'm supposed to be going to Japan. Um, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't forget you doing that shit. In February. When you said Japan, I was like, huh? <laughs> Yo, you been bought the ticket. I'm really like, Domo Arigato, Mr. Robot. I hope, no, I really want this for you. It's in February. If I don't, if I'm not able to go. Just reschedule I, it. Yeah, that's fine. Because I literally have my room booked. <laughs> I have my ticket and everything. I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> and I'm ready to stay. But um, I have, um, I, I'm going to Japan but there's some parts in Japan that are like snowy and mountainy. Mm. Um, it's this one uh, place in Japan, Habuka. I know I'm pronouncing it terribly, but I would love to go to the slopes in Japan. That would just be such a key. Again, this ongoing theme: there are rocks, there, <laughs> there's snow on the mountains. I just love that look yeah. when it's like the snow on the mountain the caps. The, the caps. Cap. I just yeah. love that. I love that so much. Um, also, I think, oh, I'm very, I'm just, because I've been in the city all my life, and I know you had the privilege of seeing mountains and a terrible place, but you had a <laughs> Yo, sorry, I don't know why my heart <laughs> dropped when you mentioned that I lived there. I'd like to forget that part of my life. <laughs> yeah. Central Pennsylvania, never the fuck again. Yeah, that shit was wild. When you told me it was never do that. It was longer for you to get here than it was for me for, to get here from New York. I was like, huh? No, when I looked out those windows and I saw those mountains, it was like you said, it wasn't the type of mountains that it was the type of mountains that represented <laughs> loneliness. <laughs> there are I, different mountains because yeah. when I saw the mountains in Utah, I felt like send me away on my way to me on my <laughs> That's my fucking shit. I love that song. But that's how I felt when I saw I was like, I would like to hold my like that's how I, I felt. felt. Freedom. I felt freedom, even though my even though um my shoe got stuck in the mud. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! Here it is—the quicksand that we've been warned about since the nineties. Yes. Yo, they made, like, them niggas made like quicksand was just gonna be at every corner. <laughs> you go to the corner store, fucking quicksand. You gonna have to jump over you some some way. Also, like, yo, I would have been a fucking garner. Do I'm quicksand sorry. really exist? I think it do. I but think it I, do exist. But I don't think it's that quick. Okay, and what happens if you get to the bottom? Like, you just go forever? So I, don't, so, I can't <laughs> breathe because... That I reminds me... go forever? This like, what? That reminds me of this episode of... I don't know why this random show was just on my TV. But you know how sometimes random shows be yeah. on. And it's a show, it's like something 911. It's one of those 911 shows. I think it was like... Texas 911, one of those, or Houston. Houston is in Texas, whatever. But anyway, it was like, it's either Houston 911 is called or Texas. I don't know. But anyway, the, it was like this, um, this like corn thing. It was like this house. It was like, not a house, it was a farm, but it was all this corn, and somebody was stuck in there. Ryan's dream. <laughs> I know, that is Ryan's dream. Ryan's somebody dream. Was, <laughs> somebody was stuck in there, and it was like going real fast. And it was like, if they would have got to the bottom of that, they would have been fucking toast. <laughs> so real quick, y'all. My, our friend Ryan loves corn, <laughs> obsessed with corn. Vegan, vegan life. But he, uh, that's that's never, why we said that's for Ryan. And my mom is obsessed with corn too. I'm not a fan of corn. I know you the first when I met I you. Just I just literally like, like people to know that about me. Like I'm not a fan. Like don't. Yeah, when I met you, I was like, huh? Because my mom, corn and crabs. That's what I was born on. <laughs> that's what I. 
That's what I was raised that on. Corner cribs. That explains everything. But um, <laughs> the last place is Aspen, Colorado. Bruh, that's on my list too. <laughs> also because first of all, I love the name Aspen and, and mountains, and and I fucking love and rocks. Yeah, and fucking rocks. And like, I just feel like Aspen, Colorado, is so beautiful. Beautiful. It's like there's so many like. Obviously, not a fan of America, but there are, like, nooks in America that are very beautiful. Like, that's why, hence why I put, like, Utah and Colorado um, on the list. Because there are places in America. There's very scenic places in America that I would love to visit. And Aspen, Colorado is one um, fun fact, but very sad fact. I was supposed to go to Colorado (laughs) in October this year. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was supposed to. um, Because... About time, um, I was gonna get excited about it. Uh, shit had hit the fan, but I was supposed to go to Colorado. Um, I was supposed to go to Denver, Colorado, in October, um, for a weekend for my Chemical Romance concert, which is now being rescheduled till next year. So I'll be going to I'm going to Denver, um, next October. Um, yeah, that's so crazy. I really supposed to go to a lot of places this year. Um, and I went on my couch. <laughs> Yo, so Denver is on the top of my list. Aspen in particular because Mariah Carey is like, ever since I was a kid and I've been like following Mariah Carey, she always spends her Christmas holiday. <laughs> she always spends her uh, her holiday um, in, I believe, Aspen in particular, but she, at least Colorado. I feel like she got to be somewhere snowy. And it's beautiful. Like, actually, we were just talking about that. Like, for our, our getaways, it has to be somewhere cold. Like, it has to be. Because like that's one thing about the East Coast, like you ex- you associate a season or a holiday with the weather. Yeah, I don't know how like uh like cause again I'm still on the fence like oh do I go back to New York to like but I don't know how I would react if... to a warm winter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that I'd would react. freak me out. Not just a warm winter, but like a sunny one. Cause like as much as I complain about the dark and stuff like that. The winter is a different type of cozy, you know? It's just so cozy on the and East also, Coast. Between the depression, sometimes <laughs> you get a little, you know, joy. But also, I don't know how I would react, like, seeing palm trees and stuff like that. I yeah. don't know. It's seen, and just, I told you, remember when I told you when I first went, I, when I went to LA, I didn't like it. Because I'm like, it's too orange out here. Like, it's just all <laughs> these orange rocks and stuff. Like, I like how gray and green, I love like, the East Coast is. I love fucking rocks. I do. That, like, it, it freaks me out. Now that I'm older, I realize it's not that I just liked it. It was just so different that I just didn't know what to do. Like, now I'm older, I can, like, see that differently. But at the time, I'm like, I just, I can't wake up every day to this. Like, what is this? Um, But, yeah, definitely uh, Aspen. Second is Vermont. I always wanted a cozy cabin in Vermont. And actually, I, I was thinking, like, maybe one day the New England might be for me. I love that part of the country. Like, Massachusetts, Vermont. So like, you're a chowder girl. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> take it back. Don't call me a chowder girl. <laughs> I don't need that reputation out there in the streets. I have, a, I have an image to maintain. Um, I'm about to say, an image is skinny. It's chowder does not go with it. <laughs> Even though I'm only mentally skinny. <laughs> Definitely not physically. Let, please let the record say that. I don't ain't nobody thinking I'm skinny who ain't never seen me. And then they go to my Instagram and be, let the fuck do. <laughs> they go to my Instagram and be like, fuck she talking about. No, it's just a mentality. Like, 
So Vermont is where I would go and possibly live, like, if I had the opportunity to. Um, Never been to Vermont. (laughs) Wait, did I drive through it? I don't know. I drove through a lot of New England when I went (laughs) to Cape Cod. Like, I just love it. I love it out there. Um, New York City, honestly. Even though I have spent, like, New Year's there, Christmas in New York does make me feel so fortunate. Like, how do we live this close to this amazing city? Like we can just see it whenever we want. When I went, when I um, when I lived there, I went to Rockefeller Center, and um, and there was a concert uh near the tree, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, so I would go. Yourself. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Mary. <laughs> Ew! Stop looking at me like that. She's like winking. I wasn't even looking. You were no, bro. You was doing a cr- dreamy first of all, eyes. I was looking at those vinyls back. You were looking exactly in my like, fucking eyes. Uh, yeah. No, you looked at me. I didn't, but okay. <laughs> I know when someone stares, <laughs> and so did my gut. That's why we both were uncomfortable. <laughs> Remember that time we was walking through the meatpacking? I'm um, sorry, I hate to make that name. We're walking through the meatpacking district or whatever, and we saw we was like, I was looking at all them people's homes and yeah. seeing all them Christmas decorations so and stuff. That's beautiful. That's one thing about me. I'm gonna look in somebody else, somebody house. <laughs> if you got them windows open, finally Paris, beautiful. Oh yeah, That'd be beautiful. I just feel like, honestly, I would prefer to celebrate the holiday um, in the country because, you know, Christmas is not the same everywhere culturally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just learning about how other people celebrate it. I'm like, I don't, it's not that I don't like how other people celebrate it. It's just I I don't mess with Christmas. That's one thing where (laughs) I like tradition. I don't really want to try nothing new. I don't, the only thing I want to try new is new Christmas sweaters, New Christmas movies. You might change when you get older, though. No. Christmas just ain't Christmas. I've been listening to the same damn tunes my entire life. Plus, maybe. Me too. I would listen to Merry Christmas, baby. Mm -hmm. What about James Brown? Santa Claus comes straight to the ghetto. Yeah. Facts. A soulful Christmas. When I found out that everybody that listened to a soulful Christmas, I was like, huh? What's the song? It's about a whispers. It's about happy holidays. But I do fuck with white Christmas songs. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, not really. Because one of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, Noel, even though it, um, never mind, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. But um, I love I love that song. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of too many white Christmas songs. Like, if I hear it, it's fine. What's Honestly, the- rest in piss, but... I fuck with uh, Elvis. Uh, I'll have a balloon. <laughs> Christmas. If I never heard that song again Without in my life, you. I would be perfectly fine. And when that balloon. Yo, no, bro. Wait, you, you, really t- you really be listening <laughs> to Elvis. Let me find out. No, I'll listen to Elvis. Oh, she be oh. listening to Elvis, y'all. You no, heard that? I was not allowed to listen to Elvis when I was younger. My but yet and still, you found the way to get some notes. Cause, yeah, because I worked in retail. And my, oh, mom, true. and my mom had me in TJ Maxx. <laughs> no, so what y'all listen to B101 in the car or some shit? Never that. Yo, B1, I wanted to listen to B101. I wanted to listen to B101 <laughs> so bad when I was a kid. My mom said, no. We are not listening to I it. I used to sneak and listen to, to it um, in the houses. We had, that is so crazy how music evolved and shit. Because yeah. we had like this big radio in the house with like these big ass speakers. Yeah. And I remember I used to like listen to what I wanted to in the house. Like I remember I used to, and I used to be close as shit to the speaker. That's yep. probably why my head is scrambled. Because <laughs> I used to be close as shit to the speaker and listen to fucking, like, um, fucking. I'm about to say Astro Turf, but Aerosmith. <laughs> Who the fuck yes, is Astro? Just listening to like I'm like, 
But you know what? Sometimes I'm so happy my mom was so against me turning, so against me consuming white culture because that saved me. That really saved me. Because <laughs> my, my mom ain't played that no. shit, but my dad, my dad dabbled. Um, my dad dabbled my dad. a little too, but my mom liked the Bee Gees and stuff like that. My mom liked white people who were like Tina Marie. <laughs> Michael McDonald. Yeah, my who mom had, like who had a plate at the cookout. Mom, that's who my mom. <laughs> if you if you ain't invited to the cookout, my mom do not fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, my mom really don't even know white people like that. Like she, um, she think every actor's Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, that's how my mom is too. But my dad, like, he went to Rolling Stones concert, um, and he like the police and all that stuff. That's like my dad that. with Journey. He like Roxanne. <gasps> Like shit like oh that. shit! Sorry, I'm just realizing that Abe's. Uh, this is breaking news in the vegan community. Uh, Abe's just launched some vegan fudge brownies. Oh fuck! I'm about to. All right, no, no, Sabrina. No. Oh fuck! Okay. I'm coming. Back to the out. No, no, no. Okay, seriously, I can't. I'm out of here. Back to the outline. Wait, can Eric hear us? Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Even if he didn't have headphones on, okay. He's literally in the same room with us. Why would he? No, not? that's crazy. Cause you like, don't really think he a computer, bro? I do, but it's crazy because he don't um, react. react. Oh no, hey Alexa. Me <laughs> <laughs> talking here. Ew. No, stop. When he hit, when he trying to. What? No. Did you I never. That? I need to tell. Oh, I well, hate. Well, I hate it. Mine don't stay lit. Mine Yo, I'll be like, Alexa, you're getting the fuck unplugged. Like, Alexa, eat my ass. What is wrong? <laughs> What's wrong with me every episode? Okay, thanks. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Shut me up. <clears throat> she told me. Ain't that how uh, older people be? Ooh, she told you. I cannot wait to go home and eat this. I, said, I can't wait to get old. I said, you buy your fucking self there. Um, all right, let's get into this toast for a sis, okay? This week, we want to pray for a sis. This week, we're praying for Natalie DeSalle Reed, okay? This is who we all known to star alongside Holly Berry and Babs. And I'm just like, seriously, so many black girls dress as her character every year for Halloween. It's every just like a year. staple. So it's just an iconic and just... And she was just in so many movies, so many shows. It just started to become like she is definitely one of those actresses that is just like, yo, you really felt like she was like your cousin or your auntie. Like mm-hmm. we something about her energy made us all feel very connected. I also remember when I was like um younger and she was on Eve and I was like, yo, wow, like they actually got like a, a big pretty girl in here. And that was, like, essential for me younger because I wasn't thin. So, shouts to her for just kind of keeping her image throughout her entire career. I'm so upset that she passed away. But, like, she gave us so much. And I just want to, you know, send positive vibes to her family. Yeah, shout out to her family. Yep. Um, also, we want to give a shout out to our girlfriend, Savvy. Just because she grinds so hard. She grinds so hard. Yes. Most oh, hardworking person I know. Yeah, and oh wait, I think I'm seeing her tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yay! Yeah. She works so hard. Yeah. And one thing I like about her is when she has an idea, she don't stop until she executes. Like I never seen nothing like that in a person so young. Yep. And she's gotten me out of my comfort zone with like my nails and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And she just, I feel like 
this, she, I always, I've been getting my nails done since I was like 10. And I've always yearned for a nail, because getting your nails done is an intimate thing. Yes. And I've always yearned for a nail tech that matches me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she matches me. I could talk to her. And we also are like friends outside of her doing my nails. And I really like that because like, I will always like feel some type of way seeing other like, you know, ladies like talk to the nail techs and nail yeah. There was no connection, but she, I feel like. You know, I used to be talking to everybody, but it's different with Savvy. Like it's different. Yeah. It's like that's our friend. So, Period. you know, just we want to wrap her in so much love and just show how much we appreciate her as we do any chance we can get. Actually, I feel like this is probably like maybe the 12th time we like toast for Savvy. <laughs> and guess what? It won't be the last. Period. So moving on into tea time. This news is so exciting. I thought about Sabria as soon as I heard it. <laughs> so the International Olympic Committee has officially <laughs> announced that uh, breakdancing will be uh, an event for the 2024 Paris Olympic Games. So now well, I'm just like, you... <laughs> what'd you say? You know I hate that shit. Sabria hates breakdancing, which I think is so funny. Like, how do you... <laughs> That shit just burns me out. Why? Like, what part of it? I just hate, like, the doom, doom, the uh, supersonic. And I hate when people, like, I hate. Ah! Eric! Eric just started breaking. And I hate when people, like, like do weird shit with their head. And then they, like, they do stuff with their body and stuff. Like, I don't, But it's crazy because, like, breaking, I used to love that movie when I was a kid. I love. You know what? I hate new school break dancers. That's what it is. Like boys. But you like, hated them since we were in school. Ten years that's, ago. That's still new school. Okay. You talking like, about the eighties? Yeah. All right. Like breaking. I love that movie. Breaking. It didn't bother me, but I hate that shit. Like God, you get the fucking cardboard out, and then they be like, don't, 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 and they're like, I hate when people play you, games. So you, so based on what I'm about to say, you actually are really sound like you can break. Um, not. But I'll be watching them, and every time I see them in the movies and stuff, it just, like, infuriates me. And I hate I hate when people play around when they, so, like, dance and stuff. Like, they, they got they all these... smiling high, and stuff. Yeah, and they got all these hijinks to them. And, like, they, like, go down on the ground, and then they pick up some flowers, and they're like, doom, 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 doom. I hate that shit so fucking much. So like, what you hate is the funk, is what it sounds I like. I fucking hate the funk. <laughs> I ain't gonna so, lie. So, like, what you really hate here is the funk. They do be getting crazy as shit with the beats. That like, shit I can't even bothers. do it. And then they be like, they look at their friends and be like, come on, come on, y'all. Like, <laughs> that shit blows my fucking speakers. I hate it. Then we have a break dancer come to a uh, high school and do an assembly. I think I was sitting next to you. Oh, look, Eric, like, you know, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Eric said, I know them. I don't give a fuck. You always have the shit to know them, Eric. I don't care if they was your fucking cousins. He said, they tough. <laughs> he said, they tough, yo. No, that shit blew no, me. No, I never forget the story. I, I hate <laughs> when I hate this. And I hate it to this day. I'm with you here. When somebody is dancing and they're, but everybody get up out your seat. And I said, I did I not think, come prepared uh, to dance. I, I don't want to move why, my shoulders today. That's exactly why I think I hate um, break dancers. Because also, they make, try to make you participate. And like, if somebody, they'll look at you and pull flowers from the back of your head. I'm like, I did not consent to this. Don't do that. <laughs> or they'll be like, all right, come on. Now I want you to do is move your shoulders. Yeah. Move, yeah. move your shoulders. Like, oh. Move. That's right. And they're like, you see buddy there? Right. Now, now I want you to clap. Now clap. Now, now get a little funk in it. Now get, clap. get a little funk. <laughs> now get stanky. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like, thrust that pelvis. You go, like, whoa. What? 
I don't like that shit. Keep keep break dancing away from me. That by now, that by now twerk. You go, huh? I'm like, get the fuck back. <laughs> Listen, I don't like communal dances with that aren't things that we all just know without saying. You know, like the electric slide. Hit it. That's so, fun. Like, I like the wobble. I, I love it. like auntie dances, yeah. like stuff like that. But like, I, I'm, I'm not going to leave here a break dancer and I'm never going to do this move again. But the thing is, a lot of people find stuff like that fun. So it's just like, what can I, you know, you can't knock them for trying. But I really want to see, I really want to see what they're going to be doing in the Olympics because you know they're going to be fucking it up. But this is what, when I'm, the world heard okay, Black that's... Lives Matter, this is what they thought we meant. And that's so funny. No, that shit, do not, that shit don't matter to me. They were like, so next uh, at the Olympics, it's going to be freestyle rapping. I would hate that shit. Mm. Mm. The boogies down. down. <laughs> I don't mm. like that shit. I don't. Yo, you know who can do the robot so good? Did I ever tell you this? Who? My Aunt Donna. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I see her do the robot one time. I'm like, yo, she fucking it up. I know. She was, like, moving, like, real, like, stiff. I'm like, oh, my God. I know she could do the robot. And my good. mom, uh, then, it's funny, because I was like, wow, wow, like, Donna's actually good at the robot. She was like, please, Donna was the robot champion back in the day. <laughs> because she know how to get real stiff, and then she, like, lock her face. <laughs> yeah, she be like, move her head away. <laughs> Donna, it's like the, it's the commitment with the face. With, to do the robot, I can't do the robot, because I'm always smiling, but you really, you got to have, like, a straight face and, like, move your head and stuff around. She be fucking the robot up. Um, So, yeah, that's that's phenomenal news, if you ask me. Let's get into something a little <laughs> bit more serious. Red Table Talk. So, on Red Table Talk, all right, y'all remember Aunt, when Aunt Becky and Felicity Hoffman and her husband and Mosi, what's his name? The guy who had the Target line, Mosimo. Yeah, so Mosimo is married to Aunt Becky, Lori Lawlin. I think that's her name. And then Felicity Hoffman is married to you. We all know who. <laughs> we know him. I'm not saying his name. Be fine, please. No. Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm strict as shit. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm not doing this today. Um. So their daughter <laughs> was Olivia Jade at the time. 19. Their daughter was? She, not their daughter she daughter? was 19 years uh, old. She said it was the daughter? No. She, yeah. I mean, that is some white shit to, like, just get rid of your family when some, some legal shit goes on. That is some white shit. But um, they paid for her to get into University of Southern California, which to me is just like, is it that hard to get into that school? Like, I feel like it's not Harvard. Yeah, what I could fuck? be wrong. I mean, I know it's a definitely a prestigious school, but damn, like I didn't think you would have to pay to get into there. You know, it's yeah. not Ivy League or anything. But they did, and they got caught, and they got slapped on the wrist. As far as I'm concerned, like Aunt Becky did is doing two months in prison, and her husband is doing five months, all because they paid five hundred thousand dollars to ensure that she was um into the school. So we talked about that when that happened. Like we talked about it. Um. So because of that bribe, the girl, the daughter, Olivia Jade, you know, she was just trying to live her life afterwards, posting selfies, like even trying to comment on Black Lives Matter. And social media was eating that ass up. Like, uh-uh, girl, you don't get to participate. <laughs> you don't get to be happy. Like, you are shit. And people like her represent something that is just not good. Like, uh, we have a lot of poor people in this country. Mm-hmm. And when we see stuff like that, it's just... It triggers something because it's just it's like slaps in the face especially, over and over and over again. Especially some 
like people like us, like how hard we work to get into college. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like having to like also like argue down our parents and yeah. all that stuff. Our to, parents weren't on our side. Unfortunately, yeah. they, they didn't know, you know, they didn't know how to be on our side. And then you got people paying your way to get into school. And then it make things. And you didn't work hard. Like we did extracurricular activities, and we like wrote all SAT of our SAT prep. Le- SAT prep. We took the SATs twice. Mm-hmm. Um, school on Saturdays. School on fucking. Saturdays. And then guess what? You get to your your college, and people still think you got there because you had some help. <laughs> exactly. They still think that you only in the school to fit some type of diversity quota. When in actuality, y'all niggas is the ones that be paying to get into spaces that you do not belong in and you don't deserve to be in. Exactly. Also, like, I I, I know, because um, I had to do, I think everybody had to do, like, a write, well, I had to write a story to get in. And I had to write a story on top of a letter, like, I forgot what the letter called, the one that you, like, basically begged them to let you in. <laughs> but I wrote both of them myself. And I stayed, like, after class and stuff, and I, like, had my English teacher help me. I had to um, fight my English teacher yep. because even though, like, I fucked with him heavy, he did not like my story and st- thought I could should do something else. Mm-hmm. And I went with you it. You stuck I, with your gut. I stuck with my gut, and I got in. And then when I went to school, I remember some white boy was, like, t- basically bragging about how he didn't write his um, essay. Yep. And it's just like, and whoa. that was the face of crack of the century. I felt like, I felt like, you know, like, um... When, like, uh, glasses, like, uh, fall and stuff like that. Like, that's how I felt. Or the time when I stayed up all night studying for this test. And when I got my exam back, not only did I have a 100, I had a 100 plus some because I did the bonus questions. And the girl was like, how did you get that? And I was like, I studied. That's my response. Like, what do you mean how did I get an A? What do you mean? Yeah, you study. What do you mean? Like, she was like, so hot. Like, she wanted a secret. Like, she was like, there's no way you're just smart. Like, what are you doing? And I never forget, like, how I answered. I was like, I study, question mark? And she was like, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. And I'm like, well, what do you fucking mean then? I don't get it. Like, you would never ask anybody else here how they got their grade. You would just assume that they're smart or they study. Like, I don't get it. I I can't be neither, huh? Anyway... So just because of those experiences like that, it's very easy to become resentful to a a, a little white girl who represents that. Mm-hmm. Um, she reached out to Red Table Talk uh, to be to tell her story and to talk about you know the scandal, and we all know that like. Red Table Talk is for the blacks. Like, that's where the black folks come and they talk their shit and, you know, talk about their scandals, apologize, do whatever they need to do. But at the beginning of the episode, because this guest was so different, Jada, um, her mom, Adrian, and, of course, Willow, they sat there and they all shared. They were completely transparent. Like, we didn't even want to bring sis on. We didn't want to bring sis on. Like, grandma. I'm sorry, I keep calling her grandma because I see her as my grandma, like, which is <laughs> ridiculous because I really think that I'm, like, Will and Jada's daughter. I got to let it go. Yeah, but um, Adrian <laughs> was saying how um, she didn't want the, the uh, Olivia Jade on the show because she's like, this is just so historically, like, accurate where 
white women get into something and they come to black women, but we cannot do the same thing for them. Yep. And Jada was saying, you know, I understand that. However, like, we don't need to be to people what they are to us. We need to be better. You know, I'm thinking of this from a child's, from a parent's perspective. Like, sometimes I made decisions that hurt my chat children and they, they deserve to be looked at as separate. So I kind of get got that point from Jada because at the end of the day, like, her parents did something, not her. Mm-hmm. Why is she taking the heat? However... Uh, it's not saying that she deserves the heat, but it's like, why do we have to be the space where she goes and she gets redemption? It's nothing about her. It's like, why can't she go on like MTV and do it? Why can't she go on like Vice or Refinery? Or go on her fucking YouTube channel. Go on her YouTube channel. Make a story channel. time. But why? Why? Why do you have to come to black women? Why do we have to lift you up and help you every time? And... Like, Willow was a kind of partial, like, ah, uh, like, we do have to, like, let her speak, but I also understand what you're saying. But Adrian was not playing. And she I was heated. And I do get it. Because if somebody... At the, was, end of, at the end of it, she said, she's going to be all right. Yeah, That's she's going to be all right. And, and shouts to Olivia J for finally doing something different than a lot of these other white influencers do when they fuck up, they're crying and stuff like that. It was a, I do not deserve pity, okay? I don't. I'm still wealthy. I'm still white. People will forget. People will move on. You know what I mean? I ha- and, and she had to kind of admit that a lot of what people were saying about me was true. Mm-hmm. Because she was saying that when the scandal first happened... That type of deceit and stuff is just so alive and well in her community that she didn't even know what was wrong. She's like, people do stuff like this all the time, like, you know, fundraise and bribe and pay to get. So she didn't know what was wrong. And it took for this happening for her to realize that the privilege is so real. The rest of the world is not like that because she was I live a very sheltered life. And she she was saying, you know, I am 21 years old. I think I deserve a second chance. Like, absolutely. A 21 year old whose parents fucked up deserves to you know redemption but it's just like why do we have to be the medium yeah why because i can agree with things all i want to taylor swift will never be on black or brunch <laughs> period all right it's just that's just what, what it is that's just what this is because you, what? i am not militant well i was gonna say i'm not militant about a lot but that's a lie i'm a militant about everything <laughs> however that's one thing that like that's a hill i'm gonna die on yeah is when it comes to our space this is a space to elevate black voices mm-hmm. because if we had that space other places there would never be a reason for black girl brunch to exist yeah but that's not what the world looks like. And where do black women go when we fuck up? We're to jail. Yeah, to jail. Literally, though. Because there are parents who have, you know, changed their zip code to get their kids in better school and they have gone to jail. Mm-hmm. There are There has been a student over the pandemic who missed virtual schooling. It could have been for whatever reason because she didn't have access to the internet because she was depressed, whatever. She went to jail during a pandemic for not attending school. Okay, I have students who have records for missing school, truancy cases. Yep, I remember that. And when we was in school, so yeah, many you have... arrest kids who are not coming to school. Like, come on now, that don't make any sense. It's like that's that's just ridiculous. It's just a way to get money from people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when this, the world is as fucked up as it is, I do not feel like it is my duty to kumbaya anybody. Like, yeah. besides black women, mm-hmm. that's just it. That's just it. Like, nobody's looking out for us. No. And people think that it's dramatic. You don't... It's it's lonely being a black woman in the world. That's why Black Girl Brunch means so much, because I'm like, all right, finally, since I started this, I just get to talk 
and engage with black women every day. I was mm-hmm. going crazy before this because that's not what my life was like. Yeah. yeah. It was me and- going into all white spaces, changing exactly who I was to the so much. I was so shocked by how I could change in front of white people that I'm like, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. Like, who the fuck am and I? And it's, it's, it fucks with your mind. It does. Um, the I think it was Big Mouth. I don't watch that show. Oh, but yeah, I saw it. That shit hit home. It's like when you just can be everybody, you could be anyone to everybody to the point where you really be like, who the fuck am I? That's why cold switching, no good. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit no more. You heard what the fuck I said. Yeah, and if I do cold switch, it's because, oh, now I'm around the aunties versus around the kids versus around my cousins, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you, you a different, but it's all very... It's easy to switch to. Yeah, and the only reason why, I, like, on here I try to talk clear is because I mumble. Yeah, and we're wearing masks. And, so. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it easy. Well, I'm even like, before this, like, I just, like, because I know, like, me and Iman will say stuff and only us mm-hmm. can explain. Oh, my God, we definitely got our own language. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that, you know, Olivia Jade is not a complete, like, brat and got some something out of this. She learned from it. She asked people not to pity her, not to feel sorry, and she understands her privilege. But at the same time, I was right there on Adrian's side. Like, we, why? Why do we have to exhaust ourselves doing this? So happy that they kept that part of the... Um, yeah, because it could have been so... They could have had somebody else on there talk about something else. They literally could have had, like, Kiki Palmer talk about, like... Um, PCOS. Because she had PCOS. Oh, you, is that the skin? Yeah, sometimes it breaks out people's skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I remember she was just talking about something that got a lot of people interested also, to have her talk about maybe sometimes being quiet on the internet because of her food stamp comment. But yeah, that's that, because that. Red Table Talk is a place for apologies and for like, okay, I made a mistake here, blah, 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 blah. But I liked it when it was just us, you know? Yeah. I'm, I don't think Jada was wrong. I just, like you said earlier, she wasn't right. She wasn't right either. <laughs> she wasn't correct. Adrian was absolutely correct. Yeah. Um. So. Let's talk about Tiana. T- oh, no, no, no. Before we talk about Tiana Taylor, a lot of people are going to jail recently. A lot of people are going to jail. What's up with that? Casanova. Um, a lot of y'all may not know who he was. I I don't I didn't know who he was until my cousin Kiki told me about him. G Herbo. I heard of him. G you know you you know who G Herbo. No, is, I know right? I know who G Herbo is. You talking about Casanova? No, Ca- Casanova, yeah. I I probably heard him on his song. Okay. Um, and Young and May. I don't think Young Young and May's charges, she's definitely not in the bucket with them. These other guys are in big trouble. Do you hear yeah. me? Like, <laughs> they in big, big trouble. The, the feds are involved. When people say Rico charges. Yeah, bro. Fucking you, racketeering. <laughs> when people say Rico, I hope you got the best lawyer in the biz because shit about to get real for you. And they said they've been watching them for years. I'm sorry. Yeah, when people when the feds watching you for years, you're definitely going to the I, fucking I was just, pen. Child, I was listening to Deezus and Mero, and they was like, if somebody been watching you since, like, 2017, <laughs> like, can you say in full confidence that you never did nothing illegal in that time? I know I can't. So if you've been watching somebody for that long, you bound to find some shit. Like, get them on a litter charge, something. But, <laughs> like, they did something. Like, That's I don't, so They've scary. been watching him for a very long time. Um, Young and May literally was reckless driving. Don't. Not saying that's okay. But, like, free my baby. When you talk about Rico, I'm going to take Young and May's case. <laughs> yeah. All right. A little hefty. A little hefty. So, like um, Sabria was saying, like, the word racketeering was involved. <laughs> like, it's just with some crazy shit going on. Like, 
Casanova has been um, arrested for admission of violence inside of a prison facility. Um, all these other like federal charges. Like I just, what the hell? It was just so many possessions of firearms, narcotic conspiracy, racketeering charges, and then G. Erbo. He was uh he has federal fraud charges for apparently um using fake credit cards to purchase a variety of items such as private jet rentals or exotic dogs. Mm. Also, I think he bought his girlfriend a dog. I'm like, damn, bro, you out here getting me these stolen puppies. Like, what is wrong with you? Yikes. And exotic dogs also, it's just everything about this is, is wrong because exotic dogs just remind me of like crossbreeding and just like yeah, and pushing like breeder, them out for yeah, money. Breeders just, are disgusting. Exotic Dogs don't sit right with me. They don't. Um, private jet don't sit right with me because it's just like uh, the whole fake luxury lifestyle is just so bad for the environment, so bad for animals. It's just so bad. fucking just, um, come on now, make beats. Like I don't know for money. Like yeah, what the fuck? And that's why like this game of flexing is a fucking drug because who like you about to put your whole freedom on the line just so you can flex? And I ain't gonna lie, for a long time I wondered. How are these guys keeping up? You know, how are they keeping up? Because they're not like they Migos or something. Yeah, like. now Migos, Migos come out and wear a different chain every day, and I know how they got it because Bad and Bougie was that shit. And, and also, like they use their music in like commercials and shit. Exactly, like they literally on some superstar. They superstar rappers, you yeah. know. And then there are other rappers who aren't superstars, but they live comfortably. You know what I mean? It's like okay, cool. That that makes sense. But when you see like G Herbo and like Casno, it's like they constantly buying this and buying that it's like how can you afford that but i mind my business right Mm -hmm. so now sometimes when shit don't be adding up it's because it really don't add up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then what's the wildest thing is that they saying that casanova they may have um caught him because he was on vlad tv's um interviewing you know and vlad tv is the feds that's what everybody's saying on twitter they're fucking feds um because if, if you've watched Vlad TV, the way he asks questions is very cop-like. Yeah. And it's very creepy. And also, like, the rooms that they be in, like, I I, I don't know why. Every time he interviews, because I mainly will watch the female rap interviews. And this is before, I because I went through a phase where I was, like, obsessed with watching interviews. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and... I was only watching like female rap interviews and he like set them in like a white room and the lighting is like very like unflattering and asked them like sometimes like weird questions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he um, asked questions and always be getting people fucking pent up. Yeah, I, I just, I don't like that energy. Several people think that he's actually working with the police or the feds on some level. Um, and it's been said that the feds actually use social media and Vlad TV to uh, to get the charges on Casanova because in a public interview, he has admitted to stabbing inmates while incarcerated on charges. Um, and the government has recovered photos from his iCloud account of several firearms demonstrating his continued access to weapon in addition to publicly promoting the gang and glorifying its activities. Okay, so here's my thing. It's like, all right. Vlad TV might be working with the feds, but you don't have to answer. You know? Yeah. This Casanova guy, I don't really know him that much, but each time he talking shit, it's like, it's over. You know, people want life to be juice so bad. <laughs> they want life to be 
fucking paid in full soul bet. It's like, you know what you need to do? You need to go home. One of my You need to go home, eat some smart pop, just watch some be Netflix. A family man. You're 40. You're 40 years old. One of my favorite um interviews is when um somebody was interviewing Tyra Banks and they asked her something and she just started smiling. And you can hear a publicist in the background say she's not going to answer that. Mm-hmm. She's not going to answer that. And then the whole time they asked Tyra Banks this question and she's just smiling. Mm-hmm. Is it insane? Yeah, but um, that's the approach. That you got a better. Take. You got a better chance of seeing me smile than to tell because, you that I did something incriminating. And you know, I love Barbie Schmurder, free him. But that's how they got him because mm-hmm. literally the whole song was the confession. Um. But my thing is, why are they so obsessed with pinning rappers? Oh, for sure. I'm, first of all, there was a whole bunch of shit that, like, a few years ago that came out that um a lot of, like, the rock stars that I loved as a teenager, a lot of them were, like, pedophiles. Um, and a lot of them were, um like, uh grooming teen girls because mm. oh my gosh if I'm a if I'm a teen girl and my favorite fucking rock star is paying me attention I'm a, oh my god I would have jumped at the opportunity jumped at the fucking opportunity um and when I was younger I never when I was a teen I never paid any thing like that any mind and I never thought because to me it was so I, I thought it was so um it wasn't tangible because they were on TV and I was at home but I didn't realize, and my mom didn't let me go to shows. Like, I, I only, I went to, my mom didn't let me, like, in the beginning when I was, like, 14, at 13, 14 and stuff. Um, I think I started going to, like, rock shows when I was, like, probably, like, 15 on. Because my mom didn't let me go to those shows because she, all she knew was they was, like, moshing and stuff like that, blah, blah. But I didn't know that at those shows and, like, meet and greets and stuff and work tour and stuff, they would see these young girls and, like, slip them their number and then, like, ended up, like, in relationships with them and stuff like that. And these rock stars at the time were, like, 30-something. I didn't realize, like, the I didn't realize, like, the age. Or they was, like, our age now. Yeah. When um when we were like fourteen and, and the all magnitude stuff like you just don't re- and the ma- realize the magnitude exactly. of that when you are a kid because you low key it's just like you said you don't you're you, a child you exactly and also like how they were getting to like young girls through MySpace and stuff like that and the a lot of the stuff like it came to the surface because people my age that grew up and stuff had a friend of a friend did their own research. It was never a big scale on a grand scale is how it is, but they do with the rappers. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fucked up. And I think it definitely 100% has to do with race. Oh, 100%. 100% has to do with race. These niggas are, were dabbling in fucking pedophilia, 30 years old. What the fuck are you doing with a 14 year old that was at warp tour? Mm-hmm. You sp- like it. What the fuck? Oh, like, it's definitely lace and racism. And here's what I not always... Not saying that, you know, not saying, like, you know, condoning, like, gang activity and stuff like that because on a bigger scale, that That's, stuff affects smaller yeah. communities and, you know, women and children, blah, 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 you know, get into it. The fact that these fucking rockers and all stuff, like, was it, fucking doing pedophile shit... You know what it is, though? It's that when black people do something, they get the punishment they deserve or more severe. And when white and, and when white people do it, they don't get the punishment they deserve. So it's like when you see black people, they're, they're getting punished to the full extent 
of the law each time. Mm-hmm. But with white, it's not that it shouldn't happen for black people. It's like, why y'all don't punish everybody like this? Like, I think exactly. that the college thing, like, that was fraud too. Like, well, all these people That's did it. Fraud. Y'all fucking with everything. Y'all, for every, in two months? And also, there is a certain amount of students that they let in mm-hmm. for admissions. Um, you took somebody else's took place. You somebody's who worked, spot. Who worked for it. Who worked for it. And that's what happened. So I'm not saying that, like, again, the Jets and exotic dogs and stealing, because that's what scamming is. You steal from somebody. You know, it's right. It's just that where is this energy for the other people? Because I didn't even know, and I'm being honest, that I did not know, and it pains me because this is somebody that I grew up, it's somebody that, like, you know, in formative years, like, helped shape, like, almost like my image and stuff. Marilyn Manson, I did not know that he basically was abusing Rachel Evanwood, and I didn't realize that she was so young when they got together, and she was in court, and she was explaining her relationship, and there is a law that is in place um, based on, you know, her case, and she never named him, but everybody fucking knows that it's Marilyn Manson. Mm -hmm. But she never named, you know, her abuser and stuff like that. I watched a video of fucking Rachel Evan Wood say this and she said that you know he will ne- I will never name him and I will never he will never get punished because he is a rich white man that's what she said and the fact that I was somebody that's a long time fan of his and like you know listen to the music consistency and this is something that I did not know till this year mm. I literally yeah. didn't know yeah. and, and I don't even and that's somebody that an artist that I listen to and I don't even fucking listen to Casanova mm-hmm. I, I may have known a song passively and, wh- and I know this and I know what he's going to jail for and stuff like yep. that how is it that I had no fucking idea about somebody that I listen to they're very to, protected that, it, it, they are so, very it's, protected it's they everything they do could be like their humanity is always seeing them being misunderstood how they got there their path no matter who they hurt or who they harm they gonna protect white people especially the men like it's ridiculous it's, it's, it's really insane. It's ridiculous. And what about, how about this? The fucking president of the United States. I just read that that guy, um, the former FBI director, he just got pardoned. So it's like, I can guarantee you he did something worse than Casanova and G. Erbo. Like, he was literally working with fucking Russian. He, like, I, wait, maybe I'm getting a guy confused. Anyway, somebody just got pardoned after doing a fucking crime. And a president and all his kids are trying to get pardons after doing crimes. Lifelong crooks never been arrested. And ne- dodge it. Government. Dodge it constantly. Dodge it constantly. So it's definitely like, wow, like, okay, they might have done something wrong. It's like the, the power imbalance is going to always make it so. So that they get punished worse. That's just it. Um, speaking of punishment, I felt punished when Tiana Taylor said that she was no longer going to be making music. She was saying, you know, she's so thankful. Like so many people stream her music from all over the world. Um, but she was saying she's gonna hang it up because she doesn't feel appreciated. And That's you so know, sad. that is really sad because it was a few episodes back, like we were saying how um like, people that we, like, waiting for them to really snap, and she was on the list. But also it's frustrating because each time it's time for her to roll out a project, it's something. Like, they always do her the fuck dirty. Like, they like always she, do her dirty. I mean, I could be projecting or saying, but I feel like she is, and, and I don't blame her. I feel like she might be scared to stand up to herself, or stand up for herself because no. it's like Kanye 
Like, I, don't I don't think know. that's it. I don't think that's it because she said there's no gun to anyone's head to do anything that they don't want to do. So, yes, I am going to feel underappreciated if I'm putting 110% and my label is giving me. They're re- reciprocating, what, 10% of that? And then she said that um, the, the crazy part is, the crazy part about it is I asked Def Jam to drop me on almost 10 different occasions straight to their face, up in the building, at the table, like, yo, just drop me because at this point I can't take this. Kill me. Uh, she said, I can't let this kill me. I'm sorry. Um, and she was just saying that, like, people are saying, like, oh, dude, like, keep making music for your fans. And her response was, baby, I have to do it for my mental health. I have to do it for my emotional health. I have to do it for my kids so I can stay alive for my kids until I'm free, until I get my label to release me. Yes, I want to retire. I don't want to do this anymore. Let her the fuck go. Like, seriously, this girl could be a, like, when I say one of the biggest stars, she is everything. Yeah. Okay? She has everything that any person needs to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. She is beautiful. She has vocals. She can dance. She has a personality. She has a following. She is a style icon. Like, Tiana Taylor has the body. Like, are you kidding me? She's everything. She's everything. She she is literally a Janet Jackson of our time mm-hmm. waiting, just waiting to be invested in by mm-hmm. the right people. Also find it funny. Why all these niggas sign with uh the her label, their projects are executed perfectly and their hers isn't. It's like, mm-hmm. listen, it, unfortunately, gender marketing is still alive and very well. If you don't know how to market women, just say that then. And let her go. I do not understand. Um, I will never get over that. Um, how sloppily it was. Her album was released. It, it literally was wasn't dry. I it never was seen nothing like seen that in my life. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. And that's that is like when you are a person who she seems to be so detail oriented. She seems like she cares. She seems like she is just dedicated 100% to her craft. So for her to be given, like she said, all that energy, and y'all not even dropping her shit on time. Like, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. And also, like, um, I went through, because um, I cause I mainly listen to female rappers, but I listen to her music, and it is very good. But the only reason why I've seen some of her videos is because I listen to primarily female artists. Yeah. So it was like her stuff was not, like, again, like, promoted, like, you know, well. The only reason why I was fortunate enough to see her work is because it was in my algorithm because of the the related artists that I listen to. It's just ridiculous. And I feel like it shouldn't, you know, be like that. Yeah, so everybody, like, if you have it in you, send Tiana Taylor some extra love on social media because I know she knows she's appreciated, but it don't hurt to just give somebody a little extra love because, like, who she's clearly going through it, and I would too. And when it comes to, when you're an artist and you can't produce what you want to produce, that can that literally feels like you know somebody's killing you. Yeah. So I I just don't I don't like the sound of it. Let me fucking find out that Kanye West, who I think is you know is part of this, because he been real quiet. He talk about everything the fuck else. He ain't talking about that though. Beans for brains. See my days are cold without you. And another one. And I'm hurting while I'm with you. And another and one. And my heart can take no more. I can't keep going back to you. Baby, I don't know. I'm 
I'm so excited for that. Yep. I'm probably going to lose my voice that night. So, Please Keisha, let me know how you watch Versus on TV. Yeah, I, I was just, thinking that, Sabrina. I was please. thinking, you know what I was thinking we could do? Okay, so Keisha Cole and Ashanti are having a Versus. I was thinking if you get it on your computer, then you just hook your computer up to the HDMI. Oh, no, that is true. Yeah. You can do that. So, guys, if y'all know another way, let us know. But I think that's a good way. Because it's on, they play, they have it on Apple Music. Okay. I have Apple Music, too. Yeah, I do, too. I was going to say, we can... Because um... that's how I was able to see, like, parts of the Gucci Man. Because I don't... Honestly, I don't feel like seeing everybody comments. I'm just there for Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm be... You know, I have the ability to block out everything I see like that. I just don't be paying that shit on mine. But I'm so... This is a perfect mesh. Like, Ashanti and Keisha Cole speak to a, a, a different type of hood girl. You know what I mean? It's just like... Sure. It's a different type of R&B because, you know, right now we got, like, a lot of really good, like, really soulful, neo-soul R&B. And we have, like, the Summer Walkers and stuff. But it's nothing to compare to that time when we were younger where, like, Ashanti and Keisha Cole was dropping and you were singing in seventh grade with your girlfriends and your baby fat Cole. Like, uh, I never forget <laughs> when I sing Love, like, to audition for the play and I blew them out the fucking water. I did because some other, you know what it was? It was one of them talent shows where everybody kept getting up and they was like, go here, girl, sing. And they was acting shy and they would walk away. And I was just real quiet. I was just looking at everybody and they was like, sing. And she was like singing. She like barely did anything. I got up. I was like, the fuck up. I used to think that I wasn't fine enough. I used to think <laughs> that I wasn't fine. There's, oh my gosh, I can sing. I was like, I can't believe. <laughs> I, th- I made your girl what a difference. Ate them bitches up. I fucking love you. The teacher, and the te- you know you eat them up when the teacher be like, now this is how I want y'all to come. This is how I want the energy yeah. to be. And I sat right down. I was like, of course I didn't get Cinderella because I wasn't skinny, but I did get the evil stepmom and I ate the bitches up. And I love, but I'm so happy I had that role because I realized something. I loved being evil, but I loved it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it, And you know me, i always been, like, real princessy. But I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind being a villain. That's way more fun. Like, Period. it's way more fun. Period. So, shout to Keisha Cole because she armed me. And I, oh, please, she I the shut only, them down. She's the only person that says something about Beyonce that I haven't, like, I just let it slide. The thing is, Keisha Cole has said a lot of things and done a lot of questionable things. Um, And it is what it is because here's the... The thing is, if you really gonna embrace girls from you know the hood and they real, that that's why they give us certain music because they're real, right? You yeah. also have to understand that sometimes it's a learning curve with what they can and can't say, and sometimes they don't give a fuck too. Like that's just that's that's it. That's that's the relationship that they have with us, and we have to accept it. I'm so excited. What's your favorite Ashanti song, and what's your favorite Keisha Cole song? My favorite Ashanti song, I'm hyper shit. Will probably have to be. Um, I love movies. Mm. Um, I hope she. I don't. I don't know if she will play that one, but I fucking love that song. Um, also, my favorite Keisha Cole song is probably. Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Um, damn, I I kind of want to say "Sent from Heaven." That's um, such a beautiful because song. I love the video. when you been But that's that's a very that's a that was a very hard one. That's a beautiful one. Um. I, 
mine is Happy by Ashanti. Like, Happy is one of my favorite songs. I was a hard... Well, first of all, I loved them both. I was very hardcore Me too. about it. But, like, I remember um, I got a Ashanti CD, and I ran that CD to the ground. I, I wanted I, to be Ashanti. I think I still have that CD, actually. Happy is my song. I literally Happy have song. a playlist called Happy, and that is the cover. Um, and my favorite Keisha Cole song is, this is one that's on an album, but in high school, everybody knew it. And she'd be like, sometimes I feel like there's no getting that's through to you. Like you don't appreciate all that I do. Duh. That's such a good song. God, Keisha Cole was, that album was so good. Oh, uh, I'm just, the thing is, I ain't gonna lie. Like eventually the folk, I mean, at first the focus was on Ashanti. Now, I'm looking at Keisha Cole catalog, and I'm like, yo, no, this is a perfect, this is a perfect versus because they literally both have so many good-ass songs that just added to the culture, and you kind of take do. it for granted. You take it for granted. Fucking... I'm going to be excited. If this is a good one. And there's no beef. So it's going to be a beefy, beef-free versus is all I want. Yeah. Because uh, most of them um, have been high... Like a I'm not doing that Monica Brandy tension no more. That shit was just un- that's not fun. That's not enjoyable to watch. Yeah, that's not. I'm like, yo, y'all really don't like each other. That's no, crazy. and they keep, but it's so confusing because they be like hugging and wishing each other happy birthday. It's like what the? At least Gucci Mane and like Jeezy, like you get why they don't like each other. Like death was involved, but I'm like, yo, what yeah. is the issue, man? Monica and Brandy? What's the issue? That kind of shit, and he'd be like, I can't stand bitches. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, just, y'all both just don't have no personality or something because, like, why can't y'all work this out? But then again, it's like Monica cool with so many people. And Brandy, I don't know. They both be, they both was weird, if you ask me. Yeah. But mostly Monica. Yeah. Um, Let's <laughs> get into the sunken place. Dun, 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 oh wait, dun. we never mentioned the date in which the verses is coming it's on. It's December twenty second, isn't it? No, I think it's like. Hold on. It is going to be Saturday, December twelfth at oh. eight p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So let's get into this Meek Mill situation. All right. So I didn't even take screenshots because I really don't even want to spend a lot of time here. Shit is embarrassing. <laughs> it's humiliating. It really is. So this weekend, Meek Mill was in a fucking luxury car. Um, and he put the window down to give a bunch of kids who was like hustling water and he gave them $20, eight of them. So you sitting in a excuse me. Sorry, I just belched. You sitting in a car that costs more than all their homes combined. And you thought that the best thing to do was to only give them $20 and to film it. So, of course, we have the same people who protect black capitalism because as long as they protect it, they still feel like they can get it. They yep. still feel mm-hmm. like they can, you know, change. Because they're like, that's going to be me one day. That's going to be me. When I'm like that, y'all better not be dependent on me. It's like, let's let's just start here. You're, you're never going to be there. You're not. Yeah. And I'm not saying that just because I'm nasty, just because everybody can't be there. Everybody can't be Meek Mill. Everybody not going to be there rich shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not even expecting to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you let's get back to reality, too. You We have to start thinking about morals that don't that are not simply related to us and how it will benefit us. Like, you know, you should have a moral and not be like, mm-hmm. think about it as a human and human and not me versus me versus how does this affect me versus how am I involved? Me, 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 me. Me, selfishness, selfishness, selfishness. Like, yeah. we have to start thinking. Now, see a group of kids hustling, 
red flag. Why are kids working? Yeah. Why are kids that young? Why are kids working instead of playing during the pandemic? Why are kids working instead of playing? That should be the first thing that fucks people's head up. Yeah. Because were you working? Were you allowed to be on expressway when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Coming up to random cars where you could have easily got your ass pulled in. I mean, he probably did, but... But you, me and you, that yeah, has never happened. Yeah. So if I see kids like that, and I see it all the time, like outside of the gas station, like, and I will chastise those kids, real, put your mask on. Put your mask on. Stop. Do not ask to walk to people's cars. Like, yeah. because if I know in my heart if something happens to you, people are not going to look into it. Mm-hmm. They Somebody from another neighborhood can come in here, fully take advantage of you being vulnerable, and not ever be held accountable. Yep. So when kids are in that mold where they hustling like adults and they asking for money and stuff, you know that's a red flag that they're vulnerable. You know they're very, they're vulnerable. Um, so if they're vulnerable, you should be doing everything in your power to make them not vulnerable in any way you can. Mm-hmm. So if that means throwing them the same amount of money that you wear around your neck, you had an opportunity to do that. Either do that or hey, option B. That's not realistic to do that every time a kid a starving kid. Then do what you're gonna do and don't film it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Don't fucking film it. And you should be embarrassed. You That's should be bitch emba- behavior. Yeah, like you gave kids twenty dollars. Filming your 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 good activities is just trash anyway. And that's not even a good activity. No, but but filming wet. filming yourself. You think this Robin Hood mentality, like I'm I'm a hood savior, this and the other. Like, no, you're not. You're really not, you know? And at the same time, Cardi B on on Twitter tells us, should I spend 88K on this purse? I'm like, why do we give a fuck? Or like, since when do y'all become so... This is what I mean by how sometimes niggas so can't have it. nothing. Niggas just cannot have anything. Because it's like, why... Why do you... You need to let people know this type of stuff during, during any time, but especially during a time where there's an economic crisis. The food banks are running out of food right now. They don't even want to give us a fucking stimulus. But do you understand? The food banks are running out. That's scary. the food banks are like, damn, we've been open. We have ne- people getting here at five because they know shit is going to run out at a certain time. That's what we going on in this going go. We have going on in this country. You have to literally turn a blind eye to that in order to say what you what what she's saying on Twitter in order for. Meek Mill to be the way he is. Ain't nobody saying you alone have to solve the world problems, but you don't have to agitate them. You don't have to make things worse. Exactly. And also, like, trying to, I feel like they trying to flex on niggas that, like, said something to them when on from the block. It's like, it's over. That's over. You're <laughs> successful. You won. You fucking won. I you feel won. Like, I feel like that's definitely true for Cardi. Like, I feel like, She's still trying to flex on bitches that used to talk about her, her at teeth the club and stuff. It's like, girl, it's cool. And it's like you, you fucking won. You won, and you a new woman. You don't gotta, you ain't gotta worry about don't her no more. Don't entertain that baby. You free. And like Tokyo Vanity was like, all right, like for people who who aren't there, like these kids will hop on your car, hit your car, call you names and saying the other like it's yeah, real you. But here's my thing: even if they were. Badass kids. We ain't gonna pretend like we don't know no badass kids that don't get on your. My thing is, I love kids and all, but I remember one time a kid threw a rock at my mom's car and she circled that block and she got out and she talked to them. 
You know, if you throw something in somebody else's car, they're liable to hurt you, right? Yeah. Now, what what would possess you to do something like that? Where does your mother live? That's exactly what. That's what you do when you care about kids. Yeah. You don't then say they Let's wild. Humiliate they wild animals. Don't even give them. You don't understand how they work because you are doing the same thing that white people do. That's why I say white people snap with white supremacy because they got us doing the same thing that they do. Yeah, they, they say, got us when doing, I move, you move. Just, just like, like that. that. Oh, my God. Like that. Y'all really out here talking about black children like they fucking like they are children. That, no matter what they see in their life. And also, y'all That like, eight-year-old want the same shit an eight-year-old in the suburbs want. That's just it. Y'all acting like we ain't got them same type of kids but that, that, in our hood. In our family. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because remember that one time my little cousin, you was like, yo, he bad as shit, bro. Yeah, I was not fucking You with still him. don't like him just I because... He... <laughs> I don't, I'm be honest. Yeah, I, I know. You always bring it up. I'm like, <laughs> he was seven, I think, when he did that. It's okay to move on. You were 20. <laughs> no, he was too crazy. But you know what I mean? Like, you 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 would never, like you said, humiliate him. Yeah, no, because I, I didn't even want to say anything when he was um, hitting me. Yeah, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't even want to say anything because I'm like, you know, I don't want him to, like, you know, get in trouble. I just don't fuck with him like that. Yeah, and it's okay to tell kids sit your, you better fucking stop. But, yeah. you know, especially in my family, you, like, sit your ass down. Yeah, I feel like he was different from but, the kids me and him. He, he, he was different, but he, he, you just had to check him. That's all. A hard check. That's all. And I know you didn't know because it wasn't, like, he was, it's not your family. It's hard yeah, to yell at. I don't, well, you, I don't, you like don't yell that. at kids. But when I found out, I was yelling at him. So, you know, hopefully that did some work. Either way, when you are dealing with kids, you don't talk about them like that. Yeah. You don't talk about them like that, and you don't you don't use them as a way to like pipe, pipe yourself up on social media. And Meek Mill get on my nerves because he yo, is embarrassing, and it's sad because like we gonna always you know well me I'm gonna always rock with his music and love some of the good things that he did for Philly because you know he do take his money he does pour a lot of money into the community. I'm, we can't sit here and pretend like he doesn't. However, it's still corny to upload your positive actions on social media. A lot of these guys, you know, they keep going to the Rock Nation brunch and they love Jay-Z so much, but they don't learn shit from him because as much as there at the brunch. The thing is, you know, Jay-Z, say whatever you want about him. He is he don't do no sucker shit like that. And he constantly do sucker shit. Fucking commenting on posts on Instagram. Yeah. Acting like a bitch. You know Tweeting what I mean? Tweeting weird shit. Tweeting like a, a 16-year-old. Like, come on. Like, I'm horny as shit right now. It's Who like, up? What it mean? What it mean is she like your, is she like your pick? It's that like, shit is embarrassing, You have bro. two children. You have two children. That shit is... That shit make my heart hurt. I can't. I can't do it. That but shit like, is fucking... Like I said, the Not only it. thing they want to do uh, that be- that Jay-Z do is, like, make money. money and be at the uh, Rock Nation brunch. But they never want to do the number one thing that he does well. Shut the fuck up. Keep his business his fucking business. You know what I mean? Do what you can to keep your business. You, you know, just, you know. That is embarrassing. If you're going to be a black capitalist, don't just shut up. That is so embarrassing. Also, I, mean, I don't know how they are. They're fucking kids. Yeah, and yeah, you you don't know how they are. Like that that is just so wild to me that people believe that children that they believe aren't well behaved 
let's not look into the foundation. Let's not look into the fact that they're on the expressway. Let's not look into the fact that, you know, they do get so enraged when you don't give them money that they flip out. Let's not invest into what's wrong. That's happening in this country, and people are going, just drive by those kids. That's not our responsibility. Like, come on. That's that's a bigger issue. The way I feel for kids, I can never do something. And, like, I don't, and I know it's a different city, but the way those kids, like, talk to me at the gas station when I'm like, can you put, where's your mask? Do you need one? Do you need me to get you one? Like, what's going on? No, I got a mask. I don't wear it. Put it on. Period. They always like, all right, I got you. Or like one time, I didn't have no change with me. I'm like, I got you next time. And it's like, it's okay. We'll still pump you again. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just have such a hard time believing it. If you talk to kids with the respect that they deserve, that they're going to come at you like that. And if they do come at you like that, I have a hard time believing in you at your big ass fucking age, 30 years old, can't redirect a 12 year old. Yeah, I literally, come on. I literally, my first day at the camp I was working at, I told this little boy, to stop sitting on stacked chairs for his safety. And he said to me, I knew somebody was going to come in here drawling. And I said something again, like, you know, it's for your safety. And he said, you ain't nobody. So um, I got his father um, who, lived across, <laughs> who lived across the street, um, who lived across the street from the school. He came into the school and um, he, his dad said something. He dad, his dad didn't even yell. He just started crying. And he apologized to me, and um, we was cool the rest of the, um, the you know, camp time. But, yeah, it was that simple. Like, uh, first of all, like, why, why would I get upset by a fucking kid telling me I ain't nobody? Mental illness. If I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> we have mental illness. But that's a whole nother level. Like, you that really is. need to go talk to somebody ASAP when a child makes you fucking that feel That shit did like not strike a chord. The only thing it made me do was be like, you know, I wish I like got paid more for this that's yeah. how, that's how. So, oh you now I ain't gonna say kids won't touch their patients cause like, I work with kids who are a lot older and when they come for me like that but my thing is I always bring it I always come to them and this is my favorite line I'm like okay cool so what did I do to make um you feel like I disrespected you like when are we losing respect today <laughs> are we just like not being respectful like what about what I said made you f- respond that way uh, no you just was asking me to not talk on the phone during class <laughs> so and you sound like that sounds silly. That that made you that made you disrespect me because I asked you to respect the teacher. No, it's not that. It's just okay, cool. Stop doing it. That's just it. But it's all about respect. Like, okay, I didn't come at you that way. Why are you so excited? Like, yeah. you want to calm down? Don't talk to me like that. I'm definitely gonna come at a kid like that, but I'm not coming at them like that animal. That's just you can't you can't say Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and then say that about black kids. It was like 20,000 people liking that comment in the shade room about the kids in Atlanta. 20K. 20K people justifying that it's okay to just, you know, use black kids as pawn for $20 and for social media, blah, blah, blah. Man, we ain't never making it up. We, it's it's going to be a, a uh, uphill battle for a long time. That's all I got to say. I hate it here. Like Oprah says, some people, they just got to die because there's no change in that mindset. There's yeah. no change in that mindset of grown-ass people Looking at children that way. Toodaloo. <laughs> all right, let's get into this common census. All right. So we're talking about improvements. Exactly tying back to the beginning when I said I was, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> How you going to say tying back to the beginning? <laughs> I, said, I said I was um, improving, um, accepting, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I didn't say improvement. I said accepting, rejecting, Renew. reflecting. <laughs> but it's I'm a young it. black man. Exactly. Yep. That's what we meant by that. Sorry, um, I'm off my iron medicine. I'm not medicine, but vitamins. I'm off I, my rocker, period. So we I've, good. Iron, when I tell you, that's why they call that nigga Iron Man. That shit really lifts I need your some iron. Yeah. I said, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Iron is that girl, and I need her back. So this week we're talking about improvements because me and Sabria are heavy in level up mode, as I'm sure a lot of you are. You know, we are all been, we've all been in this pandemic for some time. We're starting to realize that we can't put things on hold and we have to take care of ourselves but progress the best that we can. And recently, and this has happened before, but recently I'm starting to realize that some things that you think you're bad at, it's just a lack of discipline and you can actually get better. Mm-hmm. Like earlier today, I was telling Sabria about my attention span. My attention span is so short and it's so chaotic. And I have recently um, did, like, my birth chart, and they were saying something about, like, I have some Gemini in me that makes me a little restless with how I present my energy, and that's 100% facts. Like, when I'm on one, you know, I go kind of crazy with, like, letting everybody know. But sometimes that doesn't lead to productivity at the scale that I want it to. And I've been, for a long time, I just, it's like, that's my personality. I'm scatterbrained. My personality is that I have a short attention span. And I'm starting to realize that just because that has been my personality doesn't mean it has to be my personality. You can, like, hone in on it. We can improve. Like, we can improve the things that we have been historically bad at. Mm -hmm. You know, we still got a lot of life to live. Just because you could do something for 50 years terribly and then at the age 51 decide to change. Like, Mm -hmm. that's literally... How life work, and I'm a believer that you will keep learning the same lesson until you get over the hump. Hello. So we want to talk about improvements, and we want to talk about how sometimes when we're trying to improve, there are barriers like our race, you know, that make us feel like when we make a mistake, it's just 30 times worse. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about sometimes in the past where we have improved. So what's I mentioned my attention span. What are you improving on right now? Um, being more organized. Mm. That has been a goal of mine for the longest, and I felt like it was so hard because um, working and, like, when my commute, everything was just so long, and, like, now I'm taking this time to just be more organized. Simple things, like, if I get my shoes from this place, put them back in that place. Like, and also constantly, like, cleaning my space. I hate that. That's so much work. Constantly throwing things out. Um, and being like, you know, do I need this or, you know, how will this, you know, benefit me if I do get this? How can I, um, you know, do something with it to make, to increase the value of the thing that I've gotten, like put some use towards it. Um, but yeah, being organized, that is something that I really, really want to work hard on. Cause it's something like I crave organization and stability. No, that's so real. And, like, organization is a hard one because there are some people who are just born with that mindset. Like, my little brother, when he, Lenny, he has been a neat freak his entire life. Um, And when I used to live in my mom's house, you know, I had a room, and I said, this room is just not big enough. Like, it's impossible to keep mm-hmm. neat. He moved into that room when I moved out. When I tell you he got that shit in order, okay, he got bins everywhere, he got, like, it's just so spotless. I'm like, same room, different person. 
some people really are born with it. Yeah. But just because you're not born with it doesn't mean you can't get good at it. You just have to be a little bit more intentional. It might use a little bit more of your energy. Like, it's just, that's just how it is, like, public speaking. Like, I feel like I'm somebody who, like, I enjoy public speaking. It's never been really hard for me. But then there are some people who aren't good at it. But that doesn't mean that they never public speak. They just have to learn mm -hmm. to get better. I think, though, there are there could be years that you go and you don't realize that you can get good at something. Mm -hmm. So it's like there always has to be a moment of, like, ah, like, I don't have to stay here. Like, I can move the needle and become better. Do you remember that moment for you with, like, organization? Like, when did you realize, like, I mean, like, I can actually be this person? Um, When I started becoming obsessed with um, fixing the problem, like, it was this year, um, and I realized, okay, you know, what was stopping me from, like, you know, keeping my space neat and stuff is because I literally was never home. Mm, like, yep. I was literally never home. So, um, if you're never home or if you're only home like two days out of the week and you work all the time and you want to take those two days to like rest Relax. and stuff. Yeah. It's God like, forbid. <laughs> yeah. How can you, how can you, um, you know, cultivate your space? And I started, I, I like forced myself to watch, uh, Marie Kondo. I think that's how you pronounce her name on Netflix. Um, the show is about helping people organize and stuff like that. And, like, me, I am obsessed with, like, new, like, clean, like, looking stuff. So at first when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, I don't like it because I like design shows where people get new stuff. But this show shows you how to work with the stuff you have. Mm. So once, That's I, once I learned that I can work with some of the stuff that I have, um that's when it got a little easier. And then once I was, you know, done with working with the stuff that I have, um, I started getting things to make organization for me better. Um, and also, like, watching, um, like, people, like, up their apartment tours, house tours, and stuff like that, um, that made me be like, you know, I really want to do this. I want a a nice space, like, because I, like, I crave it. And right. I remember, like, when I had school supply. Like, I'm somebody that is so crazy because, like, my, like, my computer and stuff like that, I have everything in folders down to, like, subfolders and stuff like that. Like, my computer and stuff like that, I keep stuff like that, like, very neat. Mm. And I'm like, how? why can't I do this, like, in quote-unquote, like, the physical realm? So you've seen yourself do it in one way, and you're like, all right, I know I have it in me. I just need to make it translate it to my, exactly. like, my room. Exactly, because I always, like, say to myself, like, oh, I can't do it. I'm just, like, a messy person, stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm really, like, uh, I want to stop. Also, I think you told me that. Stop saying that you, I don't know if you told me or I read it or somewhere. Like, stop saying, like, I'm a messy person. Or stop saying, like, I'm bad with money. Like, saying, like, I'm getting better with money. Uh, or I was bad with money. I was messy or something like that. Like, say, stop. Because that is, uh, I hate to say the word, but, like, that is kind of, like, manifesting yeah. negative energy. Keep on saying, like, Yeah, you, you that are. shapes your whole brain about who you are. And, like, it could have been me because my job has been heavy. And it annoyed me at first. I ain't going to lie. But they're heavy on a, yeah, but what if? 
You know? Yeah. Like, you could say to yourself, I'm a messy person. Yeah, but what if I just wasn't anymore? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, but what if I just picked up, like, these things and straightened this out and then I'm not anymore? Just like that. Like, and we start feeling like we have to remain, we have to, we're performers. Like, we have to stay loyal to the flaws and the good things that we've always been. Like, I catch myself doing it all the time. And also, like you said, you were saying earlier, I also have been learning to live in the present, not the future, because I didn't want, because like, I still live at home, and I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, buy stuff or really invest in this place, because one, I'm a well, leave. I'm a, I'm leaving, and also, I um I was never there, yeah. like, from working, so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to invest, but that doesn't make any sense, because while I'm able to get the stuff that I want, I can always take the stuff with me. One and two, that's just no way to live. No, you know? because as we see, we saw a whole pandemic happen, and then next thing you know, you have to stay where you are a little exactly, longer. Exactly, because I literally was started say I literally started saving, changed and, everything, and I was doing you know well um with it, and I'm still doing well. I mean, I had to like buy a bunch of stuff, but you know stuff you know money always comes back. Um, but I was doing you know well with saving and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, I could do this stuff, but I'm just like. Because I know people who, you know, planned on moving. Yeah. And they just had to, like, you know, put it on hold. Yeah. Like, that's so, like, un- understandable. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about the future, I think that's my number one, like, flaw as a human being. That's it. It's that I have such trouble being present. And for a long time, me looking ahead has re- has been a reward, you know? Because I was always planning my next move. Yeah. And with always planning your next move, you know, you you ahead of the curve. You feel prepared. I love feeling prepared. I love looking ahead. I love catching all the things that could go wrong and, like, you know, walking around it. That's just who I am. But it comes it, – it doesn't work in every realm of your life, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to your your job, when it comes to your relationships, you know, you just can't, and, and when it comes to you changing as just a human, because your brain is not the same mm-hmm. as when you were younger. Like, when you're 18 years old and you're looking ahead, you're not thinking about shit. You're thinking about shit in broad strokes, mm-hmm. right? You're not thinking about your credit score. <laughs> you're not thinking about, like, you know, like, really, really, like, technical things that matter now. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the ways that I really could be setting myself up for the future now, I don't, like, as far as, like, heavy, heavy savings, as far as, like, being really, really financially responsible. One thing about me is I love to spend money. Like I love to make it and spend it, like, fast. Yeah. And I haven't been taught to save. So, as you know, I'm changing that about myself, and I'm realizing, like, oh, so if I want to set myself up better for the future, the best thing I can do is focus on now, and the best thing I can mm-hmm. do is save now for the future. Mm-hmm. I can work now to benefit from the future, I can do things now and I can still stay true to myself and wanting to make my future self secure, but that it can't, I have to shift. Mm -hmm. And I just was feeling lost because no matter every time I tried to do something, like if I try to do a media kit, you know, because I want to be, you know, do partnerships with people, I could not focus on it because I would get so excited about picturing a partnership that I can't write the damn media kit. And that makes me want to cry because I'm like, well, now do I deserve the things I want if I can't put the work in? Like, do I even deserve it? 
So, you know, I had literally opened up the Calm app because I wasn't calm at all. <laughs> and shout out to the Calm app. You know, if you want all the features, you have to pay. And I think the price is worth it. To be honest, I'm still using the free join because I got some things to unlock before I, you know, had to pay. Um, but the narrator, shout out to the narrator, was saying <laughs> that, like, literally everybody is dealing with this hustle, bustle. You know, millions of people are moving towards this mindfulness. CEOs, not just E-Mind, like a lot of people can't focus because the world is moving so fast. We live in a fast world, you know, so we need help sometimes to ground us. And, you know, just being in the moment and saying literally fuck everything mm-hmm. else. Fuck what happens at 5, 6, 7, 8 o'clock. It's 3 p.m. And that's all I'm worried about right now mm-hmm. is what time it is now. And just like saying, each time your brain wanders off to something past this moment, bring it right back. Yep. Just keep redirecting yourself to your breathing. Keep re- redirecting yourself to this moment. Listening to what's around you. Feeling what's around you. Smelling what's around you. Because that's how you enjoy your life is when you're present. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just hearing that and saying like, oh, my God. So it's not just me. A lot of people struggle with being present. A lot of people's minds are racing. A lot of people are, you know, in the rat race on the wheel and having trouble, you know, just grounding themselves made me feel more grounded. And I had such a good day the next day. And I've been so productive only because when I'm distracted, I literally just keep redirecting my mind, listening, feeling, touching everything around me because I'm like, I'm going to push through. Mm -hmm. Other people have, I've identified my issue and that's what I'm working on improving. Period. That's what I'm working on improving. And earlier, Sabrina was making a good point is that like, Sometimes what hinders you from improving is like the the fear of like the fear of like making mistakes a little bit. You know what I mean? You start to feel like um everything is like like life is a group project, you know? And when you aren't when you don't do what you're supposed to do, you don't show up a certain way, then you fail. And like because Sabrina was saying the group project part, it made me think of this uh this activist, okay? Let me find her Instagram. Her name is KJ. You guys probably saw her cursing out some people in a community meeting. That's when I decided to stand. Mm-hmm. Her Instagram is kjg.brks. And she recently did like this um thread about how black on black crime doesn't exist. And within that thread, that that thread, sorry I said thread. Within <laughs> that thread, she was saying how black people have an assumed communal relationship duty to each other. The other races don't. That's why you hear the black community, the black community thinks, blah, blah, blah. We are labeled and forced into a conglomerate. What a word. It's easier to put things away if you label them. The fact that they label us together makes it look as if common crime and treason against, is treason against our community and even more reason to hate us. So while we're not talking about black on black crime, mistakes do feel like treason against our community. Exactly. And also like... If you um, it's like if you do certain things, you feel like, oh, am I a sellout? Like for this, like, cause I have like you know the whole community on my back, but it's like, why? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. Like about- no shade, like I don't even know y'all. <laughs> like some of y'all, <laughs> dead ass. I feel like I will be a sellout if I got some skims by Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's and I probably would be actually, but the thing is, <laughs> you know, I feel morally. Binded to not support some goddamn pajamas because of my race. Yeah. You know, that's the bottom line. And if 
we didn't have these communal obligations that there could be a time where I'm just like, you know, I just will buy it. But these social identities do kind of hinder your, it, it hinder your improvement and make you not want to make mistakes. And it is now a question of like, well, there are a lot of great things about being a community, especially a black community. But do we constantly set ourselves up to fail when we look at millions of people who are so different as a community? We do not all have the same fucking beliefs. We just don't. Yeah. We don't, we're not all on the same page. We shouldn't all have to be the face of the race and represent each other. Like, that just shouldn't happen. Exactly, because when, once you um, say stuff like that, that's when people get into, like, oh, black-on-black crime is real. Yeah. Because, you know, y'all are are one as one. And also, like, all skin folk and kin folk. At all. And we see we literally just talked about that pretty much in the sunken place. It's just crazy, like, but I I never want to be the face of the race. That's not right. Like, representation too, matters for sure, but exactly. that's not that's not realistic. And it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure, and that is mentally exhausting. Yes, and how can you improve when you are carrying around all that? So, like, we have to kind of separate ourselves. I mean, we always say this: well, we black first. We black first. Sometimes you just got to say right now, I just need to ask about my needs outside of what what the black community has to say about it. What do I need? And sometimes when you move, like I always tell Sabria, when I'm really trying to like grind, I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I'm not a human. I'm literally just moving through earth in a way that's just like, no, I'm, I'm not anything. I'm not anything. Because as soon as you put a label on who you are, you start acting accordingly. Exactly, because also, like, for instance, I noticed, like, uh, especially, like, it's been real prominent with stuff that this week, for instance, like, me and Iman have, we have, we have a very soft spot for, quote-unquote, hood girls. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we grew up with. Um, those it's who we are to some people. Exactly, who we are to some people, and that's who we, um, like, for instance, I know if somebody was, like, trying to make fun of me or something, it was always, like, a cool-ass hood girl. That was like, yo, leave her alone. So that's who I have a soft spot for. And, you know, this week, um, for instance, um, we didn't want to spend too much time in it. Like, yep. you know, what happened with, you know, JT and stuff, um, how people, you know, turned and was like this and the third and believing fake stuff and all that stuff like that flipped on her. And it's like they didn't understand the type of person that, um, you know, back then, who was, like, broke and just, like, talk shit online and stuff like that, they didn't understand that person. And I definitely understood who that person was. And I do believe that, you know, people like that can change. And just seeing people like that just, like, um, like uh, flip out and, like, turn on somebody like that made me definitely realize, like, you know, we are all not, it's not a community because it's, like, some things that I do and there's some things that other, you know, black girls that I really identify with do, people don't be understanding us. At all. And there's a lot of stuff that other people do that, like, I don't be understanding <laughs> how y'all be, some of y'all be having only white boyfriends. and be like, well, it's because of where I grew up with. Yeah, bye. Grew, where I grew up. Me, like, I don't understand that. I'm sorry. You can explain it to me. 12,000 times. You can explain to me 12,000 times. I still will not understand it. And it's a lot of stuff about me that you won't understand. 
Period. And it's not a divide or anything like that. It's just like I can't I I don't I feel like I cannot represent you. No. And it also is there's so many different types of black people. I wish that everybody understood that. Like it's just, you know, so many different types of us, like even in a vegan black community, there are different types of black vegans. Yeah. Like you got the Dr. Sebe vegans, you got the raw vegans, you got the junk food vegans, you got the, you know, Afro vegan. Like it's just so many vegans, black vegans. That's just how we are. It's time we stop trying to fit blackness in a box. Um, it does affect how we move. How what we think we can do, how we can improve, uh, who we can be, and it's limiting. Yeah. Now that same sense of love, that's never gonna go away. There will never because if we don't have each other back, let's be real, nobody will. Period. But we need to break the idea that we are just a black com- community in a sense where it's fifteen of us. It ain't fifteen black people in the world. Yeah. Like, please, I can't even control the niggas in my family. You know. <laughs> and also, like that is going to be a tough. Thing to like unlearn. try to unlearn because like even like when I went to school and like the scripts that I was writing I feel like I had to represent every black person in a yep. one character yep. that I was writing one fucking main character I feel like at and the family I felt like one character represent this type of black person this it just was so much and I don't even know a lot of like like suburban, like black people, I know some stuff about them, but I don't know what the fuck y'all. I don't know what they got. I, I don't. I don't know what y'all be doing. And I don't want to know. And I don't want to know. But it's like, it's. I just felt so much pressure, you know. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So you know what? Think about what you're trying to improve on, or more importantly, just think about something that you think you automatically bad at and question it. Like you know, unpack that. Am I really, really bad at this, or have I just told myself I'm bad at it? And as I improve and decide to, you know, get on the right track, this is a conversation between me and me. Period. And we believe in you. You got this. We have to level up. Like, is this I'm looking at the old me. I used to be like, I'm growing. Now I'm like, she's dead. <laughs> like, who I used to be? I'm like, she's dead. She's a goner. She's dead. Period. She's fucking dead. Like, that chapter, like, it's like, it's not even the chapter's close. She's dead. And I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. I had to kill her. Yeah, because you seem more re- like you're on your way to relaxation. I am but still on my way. working with the same ethic. I still I still work consistently, but I, I'm telling myself, you know what? If I rest tonight, I'll be more energized tomorrow. Versus you old used me, to be like no one sleeps. <laughs> also, that made me a person where people were uptight when being around me. Yeah. That's what started really making me change when I start realizing that people. I don't say scared of me because I know that's not true, but people be walking on eggshells <laughs> around me because they don't want me to, like, you know, snap. And I'm like, whoa, that does not create productivity for me or for anybody I love. So, like, let me change a little bit. Like, I'm not Joe Jackson. Like, I don't have to act like that. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. It was phenomenal to hop in here and talk to y'all. We are masked up. I don't know if we said that. But I'm going to say it again because I don't need nobody on our ass. Y'all hear this? First of all, we sound like muffle, muffle. This the man. All right. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, okay? Follow me on Instagram at Imam And you can follow Black Girl Brunch on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Matei. Follow Black Girl Brunch on Twitter at B-O-K Girl Brunch. I said that. It's so weird. I'm sorry.
sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that was my bad. Um, also follow me at it's Frank and Femme on Instagram and Frank and Femme underscore Twitter. Okay, a quick gratitude moment. I just want to say I am thankful for, um, damn it, I have to find his uh, Instagram. This is Vegan. His name is Turnip Vegan. And he, oh my God, his recipes are so simple and good. Like, I'm excited. I sent it to Sabria, and it made me want to do a reel today. And I was so proud of it. So, shouts to him. Shout out to him. Also, um, for me, I would like to give a gratitude tea to my parents for always supporting me. Period. Yes, I love my parents. Just saying. I'm going to steal that too. Shouts to my parents. I love them so much. I just sometimes start crying thinking about like, damn, my life would be so hard if I ain't had them. Yeah, period. So, shouts to them. Yeah. All right, guys. I, we love you. Peace. Bye.